Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Thursday Night Appetizer. My name is Charles. Soon to be joined by my partner in crime, Sam. Hello. Uh, Sam, I'm worried. Uh, I think I know why. Okay, you guess and I'll tell you. Uh, because I'm in a relatively good mood and I'm not as angry as I usually am about everything. Yeah, I want to say... At the, at the onset of this uh, podcast. Is that why? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say... I'd say and I have, I have a swiveling chair. That's, that's good. That makes me happy. I'd say you're in a remarkably good mood, a worryingly remarkably good mood, because I'm waiting for something to go wrong. Maybe that's a problem I have with life. I'm just always waiting for something to go wrong. Maybe. Things often go wrong, though. Yeah, they do. Because um, we're cursed. We covered that, I hope, fairly thoroughly last week. Yeah, I mean, like that, but that's, that is why things go wrong. That's a good point. Because we're, we're living under the curse. Um, and our only hope is Jesus. Which we'll get to. We'll get I think to. that's why I'm in a good mood. I've been reading about mission and uh, I read some really, some really encouraging stuff today. I think it just made me, made everything look a little brighter. And you've been working on your talk about Cursed for the Unify series, the actual evening, right? Yeah, which um, was yesterday. Which was yesterday. Um, and that... But that, that is, it has given me perspective. Before we get started then on... I guess it's so... Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, go ahead. I, it's, it's so encouraging... Uh, to know that um, we don't, like, yes, we're under the curse and we have to accept that, but um, mm -hmm. that Jesus made a way uh, to bring us back to the richness of life, to bring the richness of life back to us. And um, we really, we, I, I guess, I guess what's, what the good news about the curse is that we don't have to run from it. I got a compliment at work, and it is about me. I apologize for that, everyone, but I think, I hope, I hope this applies, I know this applies to you. And hope it applies to many of us here at Holy Family, especially trying to be on mission. Um, so I had a really difficult conversation, which is why I'm there. I'm the chaplain, right? Chaplain. What's the chaplain point? Charles. More or less. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin, exactly. But you just shrank. I know. I just lowered myself to your level. Ah, uh, yes. As you so often do when you're with me. Um, <laughs> but you, you've probably had many difficult, I'm guessing, well, no, more than guessing. I know you've had many difficult conversations with people over the years, right? So I think this applies to you. Yeah. Youth, adults, whoever, people. Yep. Um, this was with somebody who feels like giving up. Yep. In fact, the first time I've actually heard someone say directly to me, I'm thinking about having myself killed. Yep. I did, really did not want to hear those words from anybody. Mm. Um, so... We talked for a while, this fellow and I. By the end of it, he said, I said, I'm not sure how much help this has been. He said, it's good just to talk, which I think is actually much more important than it seems. It's good just to talk. It really did help. Like, I, I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but I, I think that here, here's what I heard afterwards. I, I shared this conversation with my, with my manager, my boss, and uh, she was saying, given who you are, which I think is applies to you and, and many people we know who are here on mission, is... It's, it's a combination of being willing to bring light into darkness and not minding being with people in their darkness. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. So it that's darkness being the curse. And I'll, I'll ask you this question. What is it about you that makes it possible for you not to mind being with people in their darkness? The thing is, I do mind it. Okay, good. I know uh, what you mean. Like, uh, I was thinking about that today because I went and visited a a friend of mine, mm -hmm. um, and they had another, I'm not sure how good the other friend is, but it's a woman. Mm -hmm. um, 
that was in trouble got kicked out of some program or something was going to be on the street. Right. This gentleman brought her to his place. She'd spent the night. Anyway, I'm not making any judgments about it. I'm just saying. Um, it was just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because these are, these are somewhat desperate people that, that are like in a lot of trouble in a lot of ways. Yeah. Don't have things figured out. Um, I, I'm not perfectly comfortable being around. Like, can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? You just did. Okay. Well, it's, it's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not something that comes naturally. It's like a supernatural thing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing is, once you allow yourself to go and be in the darkness, you, you realize that there's so much goodness there too in the people that mm -hmm. are living Absolutely. in darkness. Yeah. It also puts you in touch with your own darkness, makes you realize that you're not really that different than even the lowest, most destitute, most desperate person. Kind of like how you lowered, lowered yourself to my level. Yeah. Like, well, it's not, yeah, and it's not lowering yourself. Like it's more of a realization. I'm yeah. already at that level. Exactly. Like, like, no, like I, I was saying with the curse yesterday. Yeah. Um, we, are, none of us can say that we're less cursed than anybody else. Right. We're, we're all like in the same boat. We're all under the same fog, the same curse, right. the same darkness, right? The difference is that we have allowed in a way, in at least in part, we've allowed the light of Christ to illumine our light, our lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we really don't have to be, we don't have to be afraid to be in darkness. In fact, you'll find joy there. Um, but so it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. I agree with you completely. On, on like a that. human level, yes. I still am uncomfortable a lot of the yeah. time. You know, it's especially the the space bubble thing. What? Well, I, I used What's to space bubble. I just I used to joke about not having a bubble. Oh, you know, some people have like like whoa, don't get in my bubble. Right, right, right. Right. Like don't get in my space. Don't get in my space. Mm -hmm. I always used to joke like with the, with the youth. Like sometimes they're like, it's just like you don't you can't really have too much of a bubble. I used to kind of pride myself on that. But I've realized lately that I, I do have a bubble and mm -hmm. it does make me really uncomfortable when someone is really close to me. Yeah. Especially if I don't know them that well. Sure. And uh, that happens all the time um, in some of my work. And it's, it's, it, is, it does make me really uncomfortable, even though I like being around people. And so last week you talked about cursed and one of the... This week. This week um, at, at the Unify session. Last yeah. week on, on the podcast, we talked about cursed. Right, last week, last Thursday we did, yes. Yeah, last Thursday. And that was the, that was the, t the topic of your talk at, at the Unified Service as well. Um, and the, the line from Galatians chapter 3, I think it's verse 13, is, mm -hmm. cursed is the one who is hung on a tree. Yeah. So the full weight of that sentence, I, I was talking to people about this um, at work again, because uh, I do a Bible study there, is that the way someone described this as a Christian what happens when you think about cursed is he who is hung on a tree and you believe in Jesus and you want to follow him um, and you've given your life to him in some ways uh, through faith is uh, I asked people how they felt and one, one person said overwhelmed and grateful. If you love Jesus, which you may or may not, but if you do love him, it's like, well, he actually took on that curse and it, it's, it's an overwhelming word um, and, and we're going to switch gears in a moment, but I just want to recall last week and yesterday to give some, like to, to, to understand the goodness that we're going to talk about this week, the glory, in fact, of this week, um, you know, where's that line like in the evangelical world, no cross, no crown? Yeah. I mean, like the beautiful thing is about uh, being a Christian is that we get to par participate in uh, Christ's coming to us mm -hmm. or coming to the darkness. Like, so when, when it, you know, when 
we think about like going out to the dark places like like we do when we're on mission. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what Jesus did, only in a much more dramatic way. Yeah. And a much, like a much more complete way, like God becoming part of one of his, creator, his, his creation and with all of like the cuts and scrapes and illnesses and bruises and hurts and, you know. You know what someone else said, which is interesting? Took on, took on, on our, those our dark, like our dark state right. um, in a dramatic way. Someone else in the same little Bible study that I was doing said that many people don't realize that while God is completely pure and so is Jesus, Jesus voluntarily became like us so that we can become like him. Mm. I mean, the point is he actually voluntarily entered into a state, chose to enter into this cursed state so that nobody is actually lower than Jesus. There's nobody, like you were talking about this image of your lowering your chair, but you're not actually going down when you go with anybody, no matter right. how terrible their situation no. is or what they've done or what they're thinking about doing, like the, the fellow I was talking to. Um, Jesus has already been there. Uh, there's a great line, I think it's a great line from um, one of the Catholic Church's documents, which says the Catholic Church teaching is, through his death and resurrection, Jesus is mysteriously united to every single person. Mm -hmm. I love that line. Because, because he's, he's gone into the depths. He's also, when he, when, he, when he rises, he also makes it possible for us to rise with him. Anyway. He, ex he experienced all three elements of the curse, which I, mean, which I talked about last Ooh. night. Well, what were those three elements of the curse? Uh, medical, the medical element. Okay. Death, decay, sickness, mm -hmm. disease. Yep. He was, you know, ripped apart. He had his flesh torn apart by the, by the whip. Mm-hmm crowned with thorns, nails, the spear in his side, all of that. It's all something that happened to him. Um, the other one is um, the social or right. relational yeah. um, element of the curse, which is the, set, the separation, this, this isolation mm -hmm. that comes um, through the fall. It happened to Adam and Eve. And Jesus experiences isolation even from God the Father, uh, which is what the last thing he says, right? or the second last thing. <laughs> Why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken me? Yeah. Um, so he, he experienced the... the like the epitome of the, or the, the depths of isolation, mm -hmm. like we do, um, you know, because of sin in our world. And the third one is the legal, the legal. Hmm. Yeah. He was and condemned. He was condemned. Right. And uh, though innocent, that's the key. Right. Right. Condemned though innocent. And that's what, that's what purchased for us the, the, um, the salvation. Shall we switch gears? Only his blood really counted. In, uh, in reparation for what we had done. Should we look sounds at the... Sounds good, doesn't it? Well, it actually sounds kind of scary. But okay. here's the good part. <laughs> this week is the good part. This is the journey through the Bible. We're actually going to be... Uh, I'll do the backgrounder now. The We're, journey through the Bible? Yeah. Oh. The, whole, the whole five weeks, right? We've gone through the Bible. Okay. We started off with the first tree of life. Then we had the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, where sin, darkness, and death enter the world where the curse comes in. Yep. Uh, then we had the tree planted by the flowing waters. That was the third week. Um, and then we had the fourth week. Oh... I mentioned this in my talk too. Good. Wow, a little, little preview. Um, and the fourth week, which was the curse, cursed is he who's hung in a tree. Um, and then this, the fifth week, we'll actually do one more bonus week in a, in a couple of weeks. But this week, we're talking about the tree of life, which shows up again in the very last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, last chapter, chapter 22. Um, there it is again, the very first tree mentioned by name at the start of the story, of the whole Bible story. The tree of life mentioned here 
has uh, leaves, I, I, I have a typo, I'm sorry if you're reading it along, uh, Sam, leaves for the healing of all the nations. That's important. I want to talk about, focus on healing in the background of this week. God closes the circle. Having worked through the course of evil by calling us back to him and then having his own beloved son share in our dismal fate. Uh, the word fate is kind of important. It's actually in a lot of cultures, the idea of fate, karma, um, Christianity is not about fate, but we, we, we kind of have to confront it. Anyway, so the promise of eternal healing does more than offer us eternal hope. But even this hope has present meaning. We live differently when we know the outcome of the drama of good and evil. We actually know the way the story is going to end. That's what, that's what this chapter tells us in the Bible. We can strive against evil, even against insurmountable odds, because the Bible assures us that good and evil are not simply equal and opposite forces. Creation has created good, as the first appearance of the tree of life indicates. And even the serpent introduces evil is a creature who had no independent authority or power. So that, there's the hope, that's the first thing. The second, the gift of healing comes to us now. Some people receive miracles by the power of God. That's an example of the gift of healing coming to us now. That's maybe like your medical example. Um, but these signs and wonders foreshadow God's plan for complete healing for all of us. But everyone who comes to Jesus, who is the source of life, can experience the, the, the gift of healing from within. The image of the tree of life in Revelation chapter 22 is literally rooted in a river that flows out into the world, and this river is a sign or symbol of the Holy Spirit. Going back to John's Gospel, chapter 4, Jesus promises all who come to him, they will drink from living water. Later in chapter 7, he adds that his followers will become sources of living water for all around him. And this living water is a reference to the Holy Spirit. So as a Christian, we can experience both the healing that Jesus offers and we can share this eternal gift to those around us. Mission, which is what this podcast is about, the Bible applied to mission, um, which is the sharing of the message of Jesus, is not primarily our work, but the action of the Holy Spirit sent by the Father poured out for all. More than once, 2 Corinthians 5, Galatians chapter 6, the Bible tells us that Jesus who died, rose from the dead, and ascended into heaven, has begun the new creation. And this week we are all invited into that amazing reality. Sam, that is our backgrounder for this week on the, why are you making that funny face? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so this is all reflection on Revelation chapter 22. Yeah. I better mark down, do my little correction here, but let's, uh, let's, Gonna pray and read for us? Sure. Okay. Father and Son of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for calling us to be here today and for um, allowing us to serve you. For um, we are your humble servants. We do not bring anything that uh, you don't already have, but we know that it's your will that uh, we join with you in this work of uh, bringing your message, bringing the gospel to the world. And uh, we are just so grateful to be part of your plan and part of your mission. And uh, we ask you, Lord, to help us today as we look once again at the tree of life, to long for that day when you will uh, bring about a new creation. And we know also that's something that's happening even now, that uh, we are living in the time of victory over sin and death, the time when your church reigns and has defeated, and that you have defeated the evil one. So we're grateful, Lord, to be living at this time, even though it has its challenges we ask you, Lord, to make us more aware of uh, the ways you're calling us to better serve you and to be closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Then the angel, well, this is Revelation 22. It's one of my favorite chapters in the really? Bible. Really? Wow. Then the angel, it's the last one. Mm -hmm. That's why it's my favorite. <laughs> 
Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the streets of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there any more, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. We can stop there. Okay. Oh, this is a... I had a little bit of the extra extra bit of background that I forgot. That's okay. okay. And it's attached to we'll, the... We'll fix it. The gospel. Yeah. Isn't that what they mean when they talk about adding to the Bible? Taking this away? particular chapter says, do not add to the Bible. Do not add to the Bible. This, this chapter. Yes, I And know. yet you added to the Bible. That was a mistake. In you the even put verse numbers in here, though. Well, no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, if you're, just, if you're just watching or listening, this won't make any sense, because this is, this is a typo in the way I live. Yeah, he just has a bunch of other stuff attached to the end. It should have been okay. part of the background. Revelation 22. Mm -hmm. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Hey, I have a word. How about you? I do too. I talk a lot, so you can go ahead. Okay. Rain. Hmm. R-E-I-G-N. Right. Rain forever and ever. Mm -hmm. The Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. Right. Um, I've, that caught my attention because I was looking for this verse and couldn't find it. Oh, yeah. Last weekend, um, our, our youth meeting was about um, our mission, about vocation. Mm -hmm. So how our mission comes from our baptism and from the threefold anointing that we receive at baptism, which is as prophet, priest, and king. Prophet makes a lot of sense, sort of um, bearing witness to the truth. Priest makes a lot of sense, making sacrifice, offering sacrifice mm -hmm. of yourself um, for, for the kingdom. Yep. King is the one that's tougher. Hmm. And the reason I was looking for this verse is because I knew somewhere it said that they, that we will reign as, well, what, who reigns? A king, kings and queens, right? Yep. Uh, forever and ever in the new, in the new Jerusalem and the new creation. Mm -hmm. And there's the verse right there. What was important about that verse? What was important about it? Yeah. Or what is important about it? Yeah. Um, I think just the sense of like, like, so God, God has in the new creation, God has restored, not only restored everything from before the fall. Yep. But like beatified it. Sure. Blessed and like it. blessed it, elevated it. Glorified it. Glorified it. Yeah. Uh, to, to a state where it's even greater than before. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and uh, we've talked about this before, but be because of the fall and the ensuing curse, curse and the grace of God. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Purchased for us by Jesus. Yeah. By his blood. 
we have something that's even greater now than Adam and Eve did before the fall. Much, like, infinitely greater. Uh, where, where then they walked with God and they, mm -hmm. they talked with him in the garden. Yeah. Now we are actually like him in the new creation. Mm -hmm. We are like him in a state of glory, in a sense. I mean, we're not God. We don't become gods. But we share in his glory. But we share in his glory, in, yeah. like, to the point that we will reign with God forever and ever. It's just that, like... It's amazing to think about that. Yeah. Right? After all we've been through, the, this is the this is the end. This is why, well, why I'm so happy. There's a lot of cause to be happy um, if you read this. The Our Father says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Yep. On oh, earth as, earth it, is as in heaven, it is in heaven. Right? That is the reign of God. The reign mm -hmm. of God is when he rules and... The, the book of Revelation, is, it's kind of a crazy book if you look at it and you don't know what to look for. Uh, it can easily seem like just kind of some kind of like crazy fever dream or drug-induced hallucinations or whatever, yeah. right? It has, it has those visionary aspects, but it is a lot about reigning with God and the reign of God coming to earth. And it, 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 it's like prophetic. It's talking about the future, the end of time. Yeah. But it's also about the present. Mm -hmm. The new creation has begun. That's that's uh, second. I second alluded to that in my prayer. Did you notice? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. And Galatians, the new creation is one where creation is more than what it was before. We're more than. Uh, there's a dignity which is which is so important to recognize that like the basic dignity of a person just because God made us. But that dignity is like, uh, what was your word? Beatified. We we are um, right. We're living in the the time of triumph. Mm -hmm. Um, almost the apocryphal victory of the Lamb right now. Yeah, apocryphal meaning uh, uh, revelation or, or yeah. uh, like apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, something else Go about ahead, about raining. Yeah. Um, it says somewhere else in the Bible, and this also I, I just didn't have time to find it on Saturday. Mm -hmm. That we will also judge the nations. And just a mm -hmm. funny aside. Yeah. My favorite uh, musician of all time, Rich Mullins. Christian. Christian artist. Yep. Uh, he died in 1997 at the age of 40. Wow. Yeah. Um, he, he joked one time and said, uh, the Bible says we're, we're going to judge the nations someday. Mm -hmm. And I've got my favorites picked out already. <laughs> he said. The nations he's going to judge? Yeah. That's funny. I, I was always thinking that. And I've got my favorites picked out already. <laughs> he's funny. Um, Put on a good show. Too bad he's dead. God rest his soul. Did you ever hear him play? No, I was only, I only like became a Christian in 1997. In the sense of conversion to Christ. In, in the sense of, yeah, in, like, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, Before that, when in my teen years, he was very influential, though I didn't know why or how. Hmm, interesting. Until I became a Christian. And then all these things, I had, the songs I'd been listening to um, in the barn, mostly, started to make sense. Why were you even listening in the first place? Dad would you, put them on. Your dad, eh? I'm not surprised. He'd put on He's tapes. a Christian. He'd put on tapes in the barn. Cassette tapes. And this was before uh, MP3 or anything like that. Right. So they're really, like, I mean, and just the way the, like, the barn is dusty and, like, so things would get wrecked. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, the only tape we had in the barn was the Rich Mullins tape. That's funny. And the thing is, it just would keep, like, it would automatically play in reverse. Right. So it would just play through and then play through side B. Uh, but tapes had... Some of our viewers don't remember tapes. Yeah. Tapes said sides. So if you played side A, it was like usually about a half an hour or so. Sure. And then you would have to fl physically flip the tape over and put it in again and hit play. And then it would play, it would wind the other way and play side B. 
Eh, basically a piece of plastic with magnetic. Yeah, look it up. Go Google it or whatever. But anyway, yep. it would play basically on repeat all the time right while we were in the barn so i listened to these songs like dozens and dozens of so times. can you remember any of those songs oh yeah i would know them off by all up by heart can you mention one just um, for fun we're, we're talking uh ready for the storm which isn't actually his song but he did a great version of it hmm. pictures in the sky verge of a miracle um steal at any price is one of my favorites what's uh, steal at any price about it kind of paints a picture of like two 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 pictures of like Someone is really destitute. Mm-hmm. One of them is like a woman that's sort of, maybe she's in prostitution or something. Yeah. And it talks about how uh, the chorus says, he's a thief in the night where souls are for sale, but nobody buys. Please believe me when I tell you his love is a steal at any price. Hmm. Basically just like kind of offering hope to like the, the hopeless. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um. He has, he has a great story too, like a real witness to to faith in his life. His own, yeah. his own faith. Did and he, he died suddenly al- or was he an alcoholic or? For, part, for a part of his life? Yeah. Um, no, he died in a car crash. Yeah. A fiery hmm. car crash in the mountains. But he, he was single and he's he was actually in RCIA. Most people don't know that. Hmm. When he died. And he was... Um, he was already a Christian. He was already was a Christian, but he was Catholic. on his way to becoming a Catholic. Yeah. And he was working with the Navajo children... Right. On, in like this really poor hmm. reserve. Um, and I think in like Colorado or somewhere over there. Right. Yeah. And, it's a big uh, nation. He just loved being there with the children and like working right. with them. He basically lived there on the, on and, um, and just taught them about Jesus basically. Hmm. He only took a layman's salary. He, he actually never wanted to know how much money he ever made. Hmm. He had someone else looking after his affairs and said, just pay me what a working person would make. Right. It was a real, it was a real witness to me. Yeah. So you, you were listening to this guy for a few years before you experienced a conversion. Yeah. Which we, I didn't we mean for all before. this to become about Rich Mullins, but. Uh, no, no. It's part of your story. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's, it's important. Everybody's got, the thing that's important is, and I could say this is a conversation that I had. I've gotten to know this fellow over like the last two years, the guy who feels like giving up on life. So it's not, it's beautiful, but it's not instant. And it's probably beautiful because it's not instant. This, this. The, the, the thing that strikes me is this fruit is for the heal the, the leaves of the trees actually are for the healing of the nations. Yeah. And um, that was what you liked leaves? Uh, yeah, leaves for the heal leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Mm-hmm. That, that phrase, I guess, is uh, my experience of my own healing is that it's not instant, but sometimes it's dramatic. Sometimes it is dramatic. And yet other times it's like you feel like you're going backwards, but you're not. I think like that we've talked about this before. We will probably again next week is actually we'll talk about pruning a bit. Uh, there's there's dying. There's there's all there are all kinds of things that go on, but it's almost like a a piece of music where there's there are dramatic ups and downs in the music, but there's a slow progression towards the glorious ending. Right? Does this make sense? You're a music person. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the rich of rich rich in life, which is our theme wouldn't be as rich in some mysterious way if it wasn't, if it didn't somehow incorporate and then elevate the, the twists and turns, the, the darkness and the curse even. The, they, all of those things end up only as part of our healing. And I think so much about people, including myself, whatever dark stuff I've been through, if I've been able to go through it and, and somehow still recover or return to faith and trust in God, my healing is deeper but also my ability to share healing is deeper mm. because I've been through stuff. Well, that, that's where the richness comes from, is from having been 
Right. You know, like uh, we talk about contrast sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't really appreciate light unless you've been in darkness. Yeah. Right. It's a, it, it, and it's more than just like an emotional appreciation, but like because of the fall, we have this greater glory. Mm -hmm. Right. It all, it, it, it's all part of the story. Yeah. And we're better because of it. And I, I was thinking about the testimonies we've heard at Unify. Oh yeah. Um, you hear that in every testimony. That's sure. what the testimony is about. Sure. It's about like God being with you or bringing you through something. And now it's better. Now you're better because of it. You don't always have everything figured out. I was thinking about, um, can I, can I share another yeah, idea? I was thinking about that, that part at the back, there will be no more night. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one because I find night really beautiful. Yeah. A lot of times. But I was thinking about how, like, even though we're right now, we're living in the reign of Christ through the church. He's defeated sin. We have the opportunity to come to him, be forgiven and receive mercy. There are still shadows. There's yep. still night. There's still shadows. Mm -hmm. I mean, night in an allegorical sense. Yeah. But there's like spiritual night, spiritual darkness. night, darkness, yep. right? Mm -hmm. um, things aren't always perfect yet. Yeah. We were, we're still in this time of struggle. And to be on mission, we have to willingly go into the darkness. Yeah. We can't expect the people in darkness to come out of the darkness and find us. We sure. have to go and be with them. That's what it means to be on mission. But um, also be prepared, I think, we can't expect people who are in darkness to come to look for the light, but sometimes they do. That was interesting thing. Oh, yeah. One of the most yeah. hopeful things about this conversation That's I great. had, this difficult conversation is, it was after lunch, and this fellow says to me, can we talk? Now, that's not that unusual, but it's kind of unusual. Mm, yeah. Because that means this man who felt like giving up. People in ministry love when people say, can we talk? Yeah, because, because <laughs> what he shared with me is that he felt like giving up, but actually what he'd done is, done something positive about yeah, that. Yeah, he, actually was, speak with, he wasn't giving up because he had actually brought you in. Yeah. That's beautiful. And he says to somebody with a, with a, with, who had a strict Catholic background, left it a long time ago because it was very, did not give him life. And I can say that honestly, having listened to him a lot, his story. Um, what year, when would that have been? He's 75, so that would have been in the... 60s? 50s and 60s, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, and, you, but, but wasn't the church all perfect back then? You know, I don't want to caricature the church before the Second Vatican Council, nor do I want to sentimentalize it neither, right? Right. A lot of people. Mostly, it was tongue in cheek. I know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to put down people who are thinking there were some. There were some important good things there, and there were lost yeah, because there that were. is true. Uh, but for this man, the experience of that was pretty negative. Yeah. Yet he still believes and he still prays, even though he doesn't know if God's even listening. Which to me, is, those are really powerful prayers. Ah. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like I, w I wish. I wish we could help him see that that his his prayers when he thinks they're not working yeah. are actually way better than my prayers. Than your prayers I or whatever. Say or I mine, can say that. Right? Yeah. We've sure. talked about that before. We have. The prayer of a seeker yeah. is like like, oh, like yeah. the most powerful prayer you can pray is when you don't feel like anything's happening and you still say, God, where are you? Right? Mm -hmm. um, that, that's a bit like the testimony we'll have heard yesterday. Oh, okay. I can tell you. All right. I can't um, wait. Um no, we heard already yesterday. You don't have oh. to wait. We're just doing a little time traveling here. Oh, it was yesterday. <laughs> okay. But uh, I know when I got sick. Yeah, I was listening. Uh, <laughs> we're recording this before. <laughs> we're trying. Well, I don't trying think we should. I don't think we should pretend that. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. They're, they're honest. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is more importantly, when I was sick a couple of years ago, I had that serious surgery. It was a cancerous tumor. Oh, kind of scary. Very scary at the time. Um, not for me. No, I know. It was fun for you. 
It was fun for me. Like which kidney did they actually remove? The kidney jokes. Um, I literally ate steak and kidney pudding after I recovered. And then Charles would be like, he'd be complaining about like how he couldn't find something or something was lost. He'd be like, you mean like your kidney? Exactly. Maybe it's with your kidney. I lose a lot of things. Hey, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. That's so rude though. No, it's not. Actually, I don't think it's, I think it's funny. Um, Our viewers are going to find it rude, especially your wife. But anyway. I don't she, know. Does she watch regularly? Yeah, she does. Uh-oh. Not every week, but most Sorry, weeks. Sorry, Mary. Um, I'm actually way meaner to him off the air. That's not reassuring to her. That's my <laughs> wife. No, you're not. You're doing this because people are watching. Or some people. Some people are watching. What, what I was going to say about people who pray, there were some people who prayed for me who are not people of faith. I was really moved by that. I really mm -hmm. believe their prayers were really, really important for me personally and probably for them too. People are don't not sure what they believe, but it was still praying for someone who was in a tough spot, which was me a couple of years ago. Um, so the the fact that that guy was willing to reach out to you from his yeah, darkness, yeah. is such a good sign. Yeah, don't you agree? I absolutely agree. Like, I, I, like the enemy, the the enemy, I guess. Mm -hmm. In when you're in darkness, is this sense that you're alone? Well, that's that the accuser. Like, the yeah, accuser, Satan, the one who divides. Means accuser. Well, sorry, Satan is the accuser. Devil means the one who divides, right? That's right. But but both are about isolation yeah. and like, you, you're not good enough. You belong in the darkness. Stay in the darkness. You can't talk to anyone about that because it's despicable and awful. Right, right. And uh, there was a lot of shame. A shame. lot of shame. Oh, yeah. Well, imagine and growing up Catholic, he's yeah. probably already feeling guilty even for yeah. thinking about it, right? Sure. But the fact that he, he's reaching out to you, I, I have a lot of hope there. Mm -hmm. I mean... We yeah, can't we, control we, the future. No, we don't know what's going to happen, yeah. but at the same time. It strikes me about the word healing, the way it's phrased here in English, I presume that reflects the Greek, is it's, um, I, don't, I don't know grammar, I'm, I'm sorry, but it, it refers to an ongoing process that begins with Jesus taking on the curse and will continue until he's in glory, um, which is the very end of the Bible, the, the book of Revelation chapter 22 here. But it's a, the fact that it's a, it's a, a process is really interesting. Um, 12 kinds of fruit. Yeah. Producing its fruit each month for 12 months. Mm -hmm. So it's like the idea of the fruitfulness is overabundant. Yeah. Like That's normally a tree would be in fruit once, you know, one month of the year or so, one yeah. season of the year maybe, but that there is fruit all the time. All and the variety. Time. Yeah. 12 and variety. Wow. Like what tree produces more than one kind of fruit? None. Unless you graft it. Mm -hmm. let's let, yeah let's not go back to the grafting <laughs> metaphor although it's a good one it's, i love the grafting image i uh, wish i was good at grafting I, I always kill everything that i touch so anyway well it sounds like it's a hard thing to do um i think we should sort of wrap up okay uh very hopeful this is about hope this is about healing this is about how the story actually ends and how that begins right now no matter who you are where you are no matter how much shame or doubt or fear um yeah there is a lot of glory even in the present that new creation that that the bible promises next week actually we're going to do one more bonus episode on this theme uh which will be about how do we keep going on the journey um and what do we need to do that to to carry out this mission of being the people who bring healing to those around us mm -hmm. which will be about the vine and the branches so anything you want to add before we wrap up sam no okay let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our Father in heaven, thank you for blessing us with your word. Without your word, we would not know where to look or where to turn. And your Bible, which concludes with this Revelation chapter 22, 
um, is in a sense greater than the world we're living in right now. Everything that we've experienced, are experiencing or will experience, um, you can speak to through your word. So we praise and thank you that your word is a word of hope, a word of healing, a word of life, a word of glory, that we will indeed reign with you and that reign begins now because you are victorious, Jesus Christ. And we praise and thank you for all these things in your name. Amen. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. So we can see the way. Mm -hmm. Hope to see you next week, everyone. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell uh, your enemies. Lovers. Not appropriate. In case you have any new lovers after Valentine's Day. No? Okay. Okay. They might. They might have new lovers. What's your brand again? Slightly inappropriate. Yeah. Okay. Take care, everybody. Bye. See you next time.